For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Didici. You're listening to Daybreak. Trump continues to face setbacks in his attempts to overturn the results of the election, and the world's leaders convened over the weekend during the G20 summit. It's Monday, November 23rd. On Saturday, federal judge Matthew Brand dismissed Trump's attempts to block the certification of Joe Biden's victory in Pennsylvania. Brand's decision included a scathing rebuke of the Trump campaign's attempt to block millions of mail-in ballots in the state, while stating that the Trump campaign was presenting, quote, legal arguments without merit. On Sunday, Trump's campaign signaled it would appeal the ruling. The president's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, claimed the ruling actually helped the campaign in its effort to get a case to the Supreme Court. In more solid bad news for the Trump team, a recount by hand confirmed a Biden victory in Georgia on Saturday. Trump's campaign has since called for another, specifically requesting a signature check of absentee ballots. However, Georgia's Secretary of State has previously explained that restricting accepted votes based on signature matching would be illegal. Last week, as President Trump looked to reverse the results in Michigan, which was narrowly carried by Biden, he invited the state's Speaker of the House and Senate Majority Leader to the White House. Nonetheless, over the weekend, top Republican legislators in Michigan issued a statement saying that they have seen no reason why the state's results should be overturned. Leaders of the world's most powerful nations met virtually over the weekend during the annual G20 summit. Over the course of the meeting, attendees discussed common global challenges, including climate change, COVID-19, and the economic distress of the pandemic. On Sunday, the world leaders pledged to make sure COVID vaccines will be available to everyone across the globe. The weekend likely marks the last time President Trump will represent the United States in a multinational conference. Over the course of his four-year tenure, Trump has often upended international summits. While U.S. presidents have historically taken a leadership role in international cooperation, Trump has brought nationalistic views to his rhetoric and foreign policy, occasionally taking the G20, for example, as an opportunity to criticize multinational agreements. On Saturday, the president shared a pre-recorded speech in which he alleged that the Paris Climate Accord was designed to, quote, kill the American economy, end quote, rather than help prevent climate change. In the closing statement, the group of leaders expressed support for free trade and the World Health Organization, despite President Trump's protectionist rhetoric and his announcement in July that the U.S. would stop funding the WHO. Overall, President Trump played a very minor role in the proceedings and was oftentimes absent from the meeting, including while he played golf on Saturday. In other headlines, the annual class of Rhodes Scholars was announced yesterday. It was the first time the winners of the prestigious scholarship were selected using a virtual process. There was one winner from the Orange Bubble. Princeton senior Sophie Lee of Hong Kong was awarded a fellowship to study refugee and forced migration studies at Oxford University. In Ethiopia, Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed has issued an ultimatum to Tigrayan opposition forces in the north of the country, giving them 72 hours to peacefully surrender before the government begins bombing the region's capital city with, quote, no mercy. Millions of Americans are traveling home for Thanksgiving despite COVID-19 cases continuing to reach record heights. On Friday, the number of people screened at airport security checkpoints topped 1 million for the first time since early March. And the head of the U.S. coronavirus vaccine program announced that the first Americans could be vaccinated by the 11th of December. Officials are hoping that roughly 50 million doses will be available in the U.S. by the end of the year. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Jack Anderson, David Malewski, and Eli Costa, and produced by the 144th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Didici. Have a wonderful day.